All right, all right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Alquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined. Thanks for showing up. Here's the question of the day. Do you believe it? You know, you we spend our time, we have this phone, and we have all this information that we were gathering, we, that we pull in from all kinds of different sources, from the people we love, from everyone around us, from from ads on TV, ads on the Internet, stories by people like me. And everyone's talking about the same thing, how to get the most out of life, how to be happy, how to live your best life, how to be amazing, how to be accepted, how to be beautiful, right? How to be free, you name the, name the adjective, whatever that thing is, your quest, what you're, you're striving for, that, that's, the, that's the marketing that we face every day. The story that most of us are born with is the idea that we own a house and we grow up and we have kids and we work a 30-year career and then we get to retire and then we get to go have some fun. question I would need to ask you is, do you honestly believe that? What's funny is most people do. There's a reason you were okay going in debt for the house you're in. And, I, and people think, well, why are you bashing on my house? I'm not. I'm bashing on the fact that there's a good chance there's not too many things in your life that actually fit who you are or what you love to do. Go out and mow the lawn. Or go, here's, a, here's a better exercise for you. If you think, if you're having trouble kind of wrapping your mind around what we're talking about here, the idea that's been sold to every one of us and that's being sold to your children right now is that the acquisition of stuff equates to happiness. It doesn't even matter what it is. The acquisition of stuff. You go out out to the you go out and you work in the world and then you show up at the grocery store and you buy the things you want, and then you go to the hardware store and then you do this and you do that, and pretty soon you've acquired all of these things based on your perception of what's going to make you happy, right? Do you believe it? Are you is it making you happy? Now this is where things get kind of sketchy. If I asked you if you're happy, guess what? I already know what the answer is going to be. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. That's why the, the gauge for happiness doesn't work. This is where the this is the flaw in the story, right? Oh, this will make us happy. And think about how many times people present that idea to you. Oh, you want to be happy? Okay, we'll do this. Success is owning a house. Success is having a mortgage. If you have those things, obviously you believe it. Now let's pick apart the truth about that selection, about that choice, right? What happens when you go in debt? When you owe someone money? What is the first requirement of you? You have to work, right? But you get up every day and you have to go do something to earn money. You have to sell your time to pay for that thing you acquire. Question is, the story around that is that you're going to be immensely happy. How many real estate commercials have you seen? Smiling faces, beautiful people smiling, walking in the door of their beautiful house. There's a whole, there's a whole TV channel dedicated to selling us the idea that owning a home is the most amazing thing in the world. Do you believe it? Before you say, oh no, I believe it, I'm loving everything I do, right? Let's go ahead and take a look at it. Let's just break this thing out for you because I don't want you to be misled and I certainly don't want to come across as the asshole because I have the nerve to bring it to your attention that maybe some of your choices aren't your choices. Average summer weekend. What do you have to do? Oh, I mean, no, well, let me rephrase it. What do you get to do? What thing do you get to do where you're like, oh man, this is fucking cool. This is cool. Forgive me if I cuss there. This is cool, right? 
this is cool, I get to do this. Chances are that isn't happening. Odds are, in spite of what you believe, going out and cleaning the garage on Saturday isn't an amazing adventure. Now, some would say, well, okay, if we follow the my plan, which is make your life fit, well, yeah, but I have to clean my garage because I love everything about my life. It's so amazing. I mean, it just makes me happy. And because I get to clean my, jo- my garage, I am energized by what that does for me. Because that's what it amounts to. That's the trade-off. The burden we get for the choices we make, right? The burden I get for the choices I make is I have to clean this big-ass fifth wheel about every three or four months. Polish it and wax, or wash it and wax it. And the truck's the same. And, and there's extensive maintenance that has to be done before I head out. And guess what? I do it because I believe it makes me happy. I believe it gives me access to my life. And it does. Keep the truck, keep the RV nice, keep the truck in good running order. And guess what? It takes me around wherever I want to go. I don't have to worry about breaking down. So in that, from that sense, yeah, there's no bullshit about it. What I do sucks sometimes, but it gives me access to a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to go to work today because I struggled through that thing I did for 23 and a half years and now I'm retired. But I certainly ain't going to waste a moment of it doing anything I don't enjoy. That's why I don't have a lawn. That's why I don't have a yard. That's why I don't paint. The finishes on my RV, they don't require painting. The exterior doesn't require painting. I could spend an entire week doing whatever I wanted to. Actually, nothing. I could sit in one place for an entire week and guess what? Nothing would be impacted. My life would still be amazing. When you look at that thing you do, when you clean that garage, where is it taking you? What is it? What's the reward? What's the reward? It's going to be dirty again in a week, a month. As soon as the kids go out there and realize they want to get that racetrack out, it happens to be in the back of all those boxes you spent so much time stacking. And what's ironic about that is, let's talk about that garage and all those boxes for a minute. What's in those boxes? What's in all? What's what's stuffed in the back of that closet? Uh, it's your collection of things that you believed you needed. Believe? Oh my God! I I gotta have the abdominizer. Oh my God! Gotta have the George Foreman grill. Ah! And there it is in a box. Don't want to get rid of it though, because it's valuable. It's worth something. No, it's not. You believe it. You believe it, but it's not. Go have a yard sale. See how much you get for a George Foreman grill, if you can sell it, right? Because we have an abundance of crap. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't care who you are. Take a look at your friends, right? And the reason we do that, and the reason we run out every day, is because it feels so good to buy something. It's so satisfying. It makes us so happy. Just that acquisition. It's like we've we've won a prize. It's almost on the same line as a like on some post you put up. Oh, they liked it. How many people? Oh my God, a hundred. I don't, what do you, what can you buy with a hundred likes? But for some reason, we've been convinced that the, those two items, that pile of junk in your garage and the likes you get all add some sort of intrinsic value that makes the struggle you face every day to get to there worth it. I mean, you're out there busting your ass every day so you can go buy stuff, so you can accumulate debt on the credit card, so you go work some more and you get more stuff. The problem is 
when does it end? And, and not more than that, where, when do you get the reward? So I think after my dad died, I stopped believing it. That's about when I stopped believing it. I, 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 there was so many things I believed. I believed that, that I had the right to be angry because I had a sucky childhood and that life wasn't fair and my dad should have been a millionaire and I worked too hard and no one loves me and I don't want to get hurt. So, I mean, just all kinds of things I believed. And for, for my friends who remember me from back then, ooh, I had a whole buttload of, of opinion. I had a trunk load. I show up at a party, I'd be like, well, no, you need to do this. Oh, no, you need to do that. I believed it. I believed it. And I guess in a way, that's what I'm doing now. The only difference is I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to you. I'm just, I'm just trying to get the ball rolling. I'm just trying to get the wheels turning. So when you lay your head down at night and you think about what I've said, you think, well, how many things in my life do I really not enjoy that much? What impact would it have on my life if I decided that, or if we decided to downsize this big-ass house that's costing us way too much money, and we, we got us a house that fits who we are based on what we love to do? My, this RV, the reason this fits so well is this is nothing more than a launch pad. You, this might as well be the, the, the shuttle, right? And every day I wake up and I go, well, okay, I'm up and I gotta, and I'm off. I'm off, right? I'm headed out. I leave every day and I go walk and I do this and I do that. And the cool part about it is it gives me access to the things I want to do. Where are you going to be next, next winter? I'm going to be in Florida. I'm going to be kayaking with manatee. I'm going to be walking on the beaches. I'm going to be hanging out playing disc golf with my portable disc golf basket. Why? Why not? It all ends the same way. I don't know if you... I don't. Uh, somehow or another, I don't know if anyone believes this or not. It's kind of difficult. But do you realize that your house, what it looks like, doesn't matter? No one cares. And they certainly won't care after you're gone. So the fact that you spent how many hours a week making sure the lawn was just right. It's not what you do, it's what you experience. That's what life's about, right? And it all starts when you get tricked into believing the wrong things. If you're happy right now, let me tell you why. Here's the deal. It's called acceptance. If I were to come up to you and say, hey, are you happy? You love your life? You say, well, yeah. And then I said, well, okay, how about this? How about I offer you an opportunity to do what you're going to do for the next week, or I pay you to go to Hawaii for a week? Your answer would be, oh, hell yeah, I'll take the Hawaii trip, right? That's what we all want to do, right? That's what we all, all want to do. Go have fun. Well, that is an indicator that you're not where you should be. Because why do I have to get involved before you go do that thing that you just acknowledged to me that you would love to do? Think about it, anything. What thing are you, are you dreaming of doing? Wouldn't it be cool if you had three months off to go explore Europe or to go to the Caribbean or to do anything that fires your rocket? Maybe spend that time camping in the Grand Canyon. Hell, I don't know. 
If that were if that were right in front of you, if it was it was a gift, if all of a sudden someone like me said, "Hey, here you go, trip to Grand Canyon, all bills paid, no concerns. When you come back, you'll be in the same place as you were before you went, except for you got to go hang out for three months of the Grand Canyon, right, or exploring the world, whatever that thing is." You'd say, "Hell yeah." The stuff you're going to do this week compared to that, nah, you'd be walking away from that in a heartbeat. That's why when you tell me, oh, hell, i got a great life. I know it's not because you're actually inspired by your life. I know the reason you say, oh, I have a great life is because chances are you don't have the option to change it. Most people don't know how to change it. And what it comes down to is saying, okay, what can I do to access more of the things of my life? Let's say that your dream is to spend three months in Hawaii. How could you do that? Well, you could earn a buttload of money so you didn't have to earn money for three months. That'd be one way. You could come up with a way. Maybe you could write a book. Write a book and sell a book. And maybe that'll be just enough money to give you the opportunity to stop working or take a three-month furlough. Right? That'd be one way to do it. Maybe you could cut your expenses and live, eliminate all of your excess debt and become debt-free. Hmm, that would do it. Then you could spend three months in Hawaii, and who knows, maybe you'd have to get a job, but you wouldn't have to pay a bunch of bills because you don't have any bills, right? Here's the thing. It's not a happiness, sad thing. It's not how happy you are. It's how are the decisions you're making improving your life. For the long haul. It's a long game. I'm not sure what this is going to do. I know it's going to do something because you can't just keep coming and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and not have great things happen. Especially given the fact that I'm not asking for anything. I wake up every day and I say, how can I help you? I put my best foot forward, not because I have to, but because it inspires me. Puts fuel in my tank and hopefully it inspires you and makes you stop and say, okay, what is this choice going to do for me in the way of make my life better? Debt will never make your life better. Adding more things to your life that suck without having a big payoff at the end are, is not going to make your life better. It doesn't do your, your teenager, your 19, 20-year-old any good for you to sign off on a loan to send them off to college if you have a doubt in the back of your mind that they're not ready for college, if they're not going because they are ready to do what it takes to succeed at that. And sorry, I don't know, they, 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 they packaged it up just right, right? You take an adolescent who's just out of high school who still doesn't have a frontal lobe, doesn't know anything except they've been under their parents' wing forever. And the first thing you do is you slap them with a $20,000 bill. $20,000 in debt so, they can, so that they can gamble. You as the parents can gamble on the fact that your child will actually have what it takes to succeed. And because we believe that that's the only way. Oh my God. They have to go to school. How else are they going to get in debt? Which is usually what happens, right? Think about it. Ask, start asking people, ask friends, how many of your friends have student debt or had student debt when they were getting their degrees or their kids are going to school, how much it costs? And ask how many parents, try and talk about how many parents 
jumped off on this thing they believed about how successful school was going to be, and all they ended up with is the same teenager, but now they're 22. They're in the basement, and now there's a $15,000 note on an education that they never got, right? And you got to pay it off because you believed it was a great idea, but what it turned into was, guess what? You don't get to claim student loans on bankruptcy. No, they don't ever go away. Unless, of course, you go to COVID-19 and someone like Biden or someone, they decide to pass a law for loan forgiveness, but I ain't counting on that. And that decision for so many people was all based on one thing. What we believed. You believed it. The ironic part about it is, or the difficult part of it is, is to be honest with yourself. I was not ready to go to school before I went to school. I got a GED. I dropped out of high school. I, I wasn't ready to do that. And I'm and truly, I'm still not. When I got that job with the Sheriff's Department, I was done with school. You know why? Because it was, it was a, to, a means to an end. Did that mean I stopped learning? No. It didn't. I continued to grow. The reason I became a CAD instructor was because I believed I could. The reason I became a CAD instructor and actually got the job I did was because I believed it to the point that I convinced someone else that I could do the job, and I did. And just so, just so you know, don't, don't take the number of people who believe something as the standard for whether it's the right thing to do or not. Because there are millions of people wake up every day swimming in debt they wish they could escape. And if you talk to any financial advisor, Dave Ramsey's a big one, right? Go talk to Dave. Send him an email. Hey, what do you think about debt? What's his mantra? What is his thing? Debt free, right? The big sign. $70,000 in debt. Debt free, right? I don't know. I guess you believe that being in debt's a great way to live an amazing life. Hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, guys, listen. I'll tell you what. I just keep showing up here. I'm hoping that maybe somewhere in this you can start finding some things within yourself because that's truly where this story begins. If you want to live your best life, it's about stopping just for a minute, sitting in the silence, and asking yourself what you believe. And when you discover the reason you believe it, and if there's truth in that, then that's what you follow. But I don't know. I don't think everyone should be buying a big-ass house and going in debt. I think there are some people who love kayaking more than they love working. I think there are some people who, who love painting more than they love mowing lawns and pulling weeds. But the only way that's going to happen is if you decide to be honest with yourself and say, hmm, do I really believe that? I don't know. Something to think about. I really appreciate the fact that you show up here every day. I will continue to do so. I've got some changes coming for the podcast after I hit the 365. I don't know if you know this or not, but I hit 360. I, I set 365 or 365 consecutive podcasts as my goal. When I hit 365, I'm going to change this up. We're going to go to a probably go to a weekly podcast. We may insert some interviews in there. I think it's time for me to start stepping outside my box and challenging myself. So that's probably the goal. I'll keep you updated on that. We'll also probably extend. I have the YouTube channel, but like I said, it was about 365. Quality isn't quite there yet on the YouTube, but you can guarantee the same thing's going to be true. We're going to go with a 
weekly podcast and a weekly YouTube video. They won't be parallel like they are now. You won't be seeing the same thing on YouTube. I'll be out doing some other different things, more interesting things with the same topic in mind. So, hey, look forward to, to seeing you. Just stick around long enough. Like I said, I think I've set the standard. I'm here to stay. I'm here to build something. The book is going well. I hope you'll watch for that. I haven't started marketing it yet because I have to do the cover design on it. Um, I'm almost done with the third rewrite or second rewrite. Uh, the, the, the next read is going to be a proof for minor errors, additions of some links and certain things like that. But it should be, hopefully it'll be out within a month, month and a half maybe. So look for that. I really appreciate you showing up. I appreciate all the support. The numbers are coming up. And I think it's because maybe amid all of the struggle to figure out how to share this story, some some of it is actually getting through. Some of it is actually starting to make sense. I hope so. Um, if you have ideas about anything you'd like me to talk about or you'd like to challenge me, I would appreciate a message. You can catch me on, on LinkedIn. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. So look me up. Uh, throw that question to me. I bet you can't stump me. So keep that in mind. Let's not forget the kindness. And as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.